0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole, honored to be with you today to share this very special time, this pause that we create to be together, to uplift ourselves, to uplift those we love, to re-energize, to refuel. And I've been thinking a lot about the importance of refueling, about how essential it is for us to realign with the greatness within. That's what Dream Leapers Inspiration is all about. But I've been having my ear to the ground, you know, listening closely to people that I know, that I love, listening to myself and noticing that there's a lot of vulnerability right now. There's a lot of tenderness. There is a lot of sadness. There's a lot of emotion many, many, many people are experiencing. And, you know, there is something called seasonal affective disorder. Have you heard of it? Seasonal affective disorder, or it's SAD. For those people who live in places that uh, have the seasons like I do, it gets cold. And in many places right now, for a while, it has been very cold. There's something about being in the cold and in the gray and the darkness that does affect people. And some people are dramatically affected by that. Some people are, when when they don't have the sun shining down on them and connecting to them, they retreat. Their, Their physical bodies kind of turn in on themselves. And all they see is cloudy the view is cloudy from a spiritual perspective as well. And this is real, this is not something that is made up. It is something that has been documented by scientists and medical professionals that seasonal affective disorder is real. In fact, I believe that that's why so many people who can't afford it go somewhere else in the winter to a warm haven if they are not as compatible with the seasons as as perhaps others are. But that's not even all of it. I mentioned seasonal affective disorder because I know it it does impact some people. Whatever the reason, right now, right now in history, right now at this moment, there are a lot of people who are suffering. And I wanted us to dig into that a little bit. And if you are one of those people, to let you know, A, you're not alone, and B, there are things you can do about it and ways to look at it. And let me also say, I am not a mental health professional. I'm a coach. I am not a doctor. So I'm not uh, telling you if you need, if you need, I am saying, if you need medical help, get it. But I'm not suggesting that I'm giving you medical help. I'm giving you insight and input based on many, many years of coaching people, many years of practicing meditation and doing my best to be connected to the space within. I titled today's, this week's inspiration as what? As do you need a lifeline? Do you remember that TV show? I think it was Do You Want to Be a Millionaire? And, And you could ask for a lifeline. If you couldn't figure out an answer and you needed help you did not have to be alone. You were getting to the end of this engagement and you wanted to win, but you couldn't do it on your own. You could ask for a lifeline. And that lifeline would be, you had people waiting in the wings to help you. You remember the show? There'd be people waiting in the wings who would say, you call them and ask them whatever the question was. And perhaps you believed that your lifeline people would have your back and have an answer. and." It was perhaps they would be able to help you solve whatever the problem is, and then you would be all the better for it. Well, I wanted us to dig into that idea a little bit. Do you need a lifeline? Are there times when you feel you can't figure it out on your own, that you need support, that you need someone to hold your hand, to give you a hug, to help you through whatever the challenges that you're facing. And if you have felt that and I'm going to guess most of us have, do you have a lifeline in in your world? And do you know who that lifeline might be? And so that is important for a bunch of reasons. And I've talked about this before, but I'm going to say it now, when you need someone, when you feel like you need someone to hold your hand, to give you a hug, to talk to, to just love you, you need to make sure that you're calling the right person. You need to make sure that you think about who that lifeline is. If I am tender, if I'm sad, if I am uh, going through something and I need support, who do I call? I remember years ago, Someone I spent, you know, I was close to her primarily because we were just in each other's orbit. And that may be true for some of you that you have people who you are around a lot. And so, very naturally, you talk a lot and you become closer in sharing stories because you're there. That could be a coworker. That could be someone at your church, at your house of worship. That could be someone on your community board. That could be a neighbor. That could be a mom in a mom's group, whoever. Maybe there is someone in your world who has become close to you just because you are physically close to each other. Now, how close are you? This is an important question. Does this person get to be your lifeline? Does this person deserve to be in your inner circle in that way? And we often don't think about that we just think oh that's my girl that's my boy you know we 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 are we've been close for a long time and so if i need something that person has my back okay this story that i'm going to tell you from many 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 moons ago it was a woman who just because of the industry that we are in we spent a lot of time together we talked a lot we ended up sharing a lot of personal things about our lives our business etc and I was going through something and really needed a friend. We were talking about business, but what I really needed was just somebody to say, I got you, girl. I got you. And I talked to her, I called her. And she was so harsh. She was so incisive. And it was so painful. What I had wanted is the opposite of what I got. now whose fault was that? How I reacted was as if it was her fault. Because how could she? She's my friend. Doesn't she know that wasn't the way to talk to me? Why should she? We hadn't developed that kind of rapport. I knew how she communicated with people. I knew how she reacted to things. But I assumed wrongfully that in a moment of need for me, she would react the way I needed her to. Well, why would I think that? She hadn't demonstrated that. See, this is my twist on the golden rule. What I want, I I want to do unto unto people as they would like for me to do unto them while telling the truth. And I want the same for me. I want, want people to do unto me the way I would like for them to do unto me. I want people to communicate with me the way that I best receive it. I often give advice that you should have people in your life who are truth tellers, who tell you the truth in a way that you can receive it. That is different from simply that they tell you the truth. Now, for sure, you don't want people around you who are going to lie, who are going to be yes people. They are worthless and even more dangerous than worthless. They can be dangerous because they are not they are not helping if they just yes you. When what you need to hear is mm, maybe not. So that's not what you want. But if you have someone sharing truth with you in a way that you cannot receive it because it is too harsh, it is too soft. You know, some people, like one of my sisters, likes it straight. And if you sugarcoat it and take a long time getting it out, she's like, stop, just tell me. I don't want it. I don't want all that framework. Just tell me. So there isn't one way of how people want to receive input, support, you know, evaluation, feedback. There's not one way. However, your way, the way you would like your lifeline to show up. Well, you need to figure out have you chosen the right lifeline? That's your responsibility. Because when we are going through stuff, and we all go through stuff, we sometimes need that help. And so the quote I selected is really about our state of mind that I'm going to connect to the lifeline. So let's go to the quote. The quote is, there is no normal life that is free of pain. No normal life that is free of pain. It's the very wrestling with our problems that can be the impetus for our growth. There is no normal life that is free of pain. It's the very wrestling with our problems that can be the impetus for our growth. That's from Fred Rogers. So, how did this quote end up being coupled with the lifeline? Yeah, I was puzzling over this and really trying to think about what people are going through and what we need. So, this notion where I started earlier in this broadcast about a lot of people being in pain, I'm gonna say. All of us experience pain. That's what Fred Rogers says. There's no normal life that is free of pain, not one. It's the very wrestling with our problems that can be the impetus for our growth. Okay, so it's that wrestling, that the facing it, dealing with it, examining it, exploring it, hopefully not succumbing to it, that can be the impetus for our growth. And what I have seen of late in talking to lots of people is that sometimes when we're in the trenches wrestling with it, we need to have support when we're wrestling with it. Because sometimes when we're in the trenches of whatever is affecting us, we don't know what to do. We get lost in our thoughts. We get deeper in the hole and can't figure out how to get out. And it doesn't mean that you are weak if you need help. It doesn't mean that you have failed if you need support in wrestling with those problems. That is why I titled this, Do You Need a Lifeline? Because we all have problems at some point in our lives. And right now, a lot of people are suffering in one way or another. And maybe you are one of them. Ask yourself and tell yourself the truth. You know you're not telling anybody but you. Are you suffering right now? Is something going on that is deeply bothering you? Is something going on that is impacting your ability to do your job every day? That is impacting your ability to get out of bed and push forth? Is something impacting your life right now, whatever, however small or large it may be, that is telling you I can't move the way I normally move. I can't breathe the way I normally breathe. I need help. Is that possible? Is that happening? And if it is happening for you, if you are feeling like right now you are wrestling something, or maybe it has got your neck, like it is causing you difficulty to breathe, to live, to think to move, to go through your day, know that it's okay. And that you don't have to wrestle that alone. Maybe you need a lifeline. And that lifeline can appear in lots of different ways. I remember recently when I was wrestling with something that really hurt me and getting feeling like I was sinking. Literally, I was feeling, I had more tears than I had in a long time. And I'll wake up at the night thinking about this situation and not, it, it's like the more I would think about it, the more it would escalate in my head. And I felt my blood pressure going up. Has that ever happened to you? When you are agonizing over something and the more you think about it, and the more you look at it and examine it from one angle or another. You just feel the build, the build. You start holding your breath. You're breathing shallowly. And it it felt explosive to me physically. And I wasn't talking about it. I was just wrestling with it on my own. And I realized this is not helpful. I'm, I'm not doing a good job with myself right now. And so I've been practicing meditation for 30 plus years. Said, girl, you better sit there and meditate. You better engage all of the practices that you have learned. And then I went to the website of my spiritual path and started reading. Ugh, I started reading spiritual guidance that was all about moving toward love. And so what became clear to me in A, stopping this cycle of pain that was just making me swirl down into a dark place, into a hole by myself because I wasn't talking about it. I did write about it, by the way, and writing is helpful. So I'll share that part of the lifeline that you may choose could be writing. Whatever your thing is, writing, singing, running, whatever your thing is. Mine is writing. I started writing and the writing became cathartic, but it also still took me down into the rabbit hole of emotion. Engaging my spiritual practice lifted me, freed me, meditating, breathing. And I want to do a breathing exercise with you in a moment. Meditating, breathing, reading positive scriptural messages helped me tremendously. Lifeline. That was a great lifeline. Those three things, meditating, reading scriptural messages, and the writing in the beginning, and then I had to put the writing down. Sometimes we need help in wrestling with our problems. Sometimes that help is beyond our loved ones, and I wonder if you've ever had this experience. Uh, in the case of the friend that I mentioned, when first I was mad at her because I wanted her to be my lifeline and she wasn't. Then I realized that's not her job. (laughs) So I stopped being mad at her. Then I was mad at myself for being so foolish as to put it on her. Then I had to stop that because, you know, we can guilt ourselves to death. I let go of that. And then I just said, pause, Harriet. What can you do? Go inside, engage your spiritual strength, and sometimes get other help. That's why professional help exists. I've had several times in my life when I went deep in therapy because it helped. There's no shame in that, it exists to support you. Sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that our loved ones can do everything for us, and they can't. Sometimes, Us trying to make them into the professional puts way too much of a burden on them and yields us the wrong information. It doesn't yield us what we need. If we need professional objective support, and what we are getting is personal, emotional support, then it's not working. So know that you don't you don't even have to have insurance to get mental health support if you need it. If you need it, you can get it. And I actually wanna put up, uh, Fallon, if you can find the number for the um, helpline for when people need mental health support, we'll share that. Uh, I just know that this is important for us to talk about right now and to really examine because a lot of times when people are hurting and they reach out to others, they're reaching out to the wrong one. The lifeline isn't a lifeline that works. And then everybody sinks. Because when you ask the wrong person to save you, and that person, if you use the, the water metaphor, you know they're, they're saving you from drowning and they can't swim, you're both going to drown. If you're asking friends who love you, who do not have the capacity to support you in handling whatever your problem is, you ask them to help you, not only are you going to fail at whatever it is, but you very likely could lose your friendship because you have asked that person to do more than they can do. And then both of you end up in a situation of feeling like failures. And often you point that finger and you blame that person, well, it's your fault that I didn't do whatever it is as well as I should do it. No, it's not. You, my friend, asked the wrong person. You went for the wrong lifeline. On that game, do you want to be a millionaire? The lifeline people, those were important people for you to pick. And if you picked the wrong one, guess what? You lost. You didn't win that million dollars. Well, if you think about your life, I want to believe that all of us think our lives are priceless, worth way more than a million dollars, whether we ever get a million dollars or not. So our lifeline needs to be priceless. Our lifeline needs to be exactly what we need, exactly what we need in order to survive and thrive, exactly what we need in order to wrestle our problems, our demons, examine them, and become free of them. So let's go to therapy for a minute because I definitely am a big, big proponent of therapy. And I want to say to you that you have to be careful and accurate when you choose a therapist. You don't just choose whoever the first one is that comes up on the list. You got to do a little research. What are your issues? And whatever they are, figure them out in advance. Look, the way therapy works. The way therapy works is if you are willing to put your issues out there, you have to be honest and say, this is what's bothering me. You have to be vulnerable. You have to share whatever it is that's going on honestly, as deeply and honestly as you can. You have to be willing to go there. But if you're going to go there and share the depths of your spirit and soul, you better be going there with someone who you can trust, someone who understands how to help you whatever your issues are. So do your research. There's so much information online about therapists now. You can find someone, if you have insurance, within your insurance. You can find someone within your insurance who is who, who fits checks off whatever the boxes are that you have. There are thousands of therapists today. You can find someone who helps you. And if you need help right now, and let me, we're going to put this up. If you are struggling with your mental health, the NAMI helpline is here for you. And it's 1-800-950-NAMI. 1-800-950-NAMI. I think there also is even shorter. There's something like 911, but it's not. Uh, we'll look for that too. But yeah, the so the Suicide and Crisis health line 988. That is the simplest one. If you are feeling that much off kilter, suicide and crisis, so you don't have to be in the suicidal space, but in crisis, dial 988 and they'll help you. It's that simple. It's the 911 of mental health, 988. All right, you guys, I wanna take a moment now to lead us into a great space because I think we deserve that cleansing space. And so I ask all of you who are with me, we're going to do a mini meditation, very short. It's worth it. It's going to help us to engage the light within. So if you're seated, put your feet flat on the floor. Really push your feet into the floor as if you are are anchoring them in the ground. If you are seated on the floor, you can put them, just cross-legged then take your hands and put your thumb and forefinger together and put your hands on your knees. Sit up straight and tall, but have your shoulders relaxed. And if you'd like, you can close your eyes. This is your time. So it's not about looking at anything. It's looking within. And so I'm going to close my eyes and we're going to take three cleansing breaths. So as we breathe in deep, as deeply as you can, as you breathe in deep, Breathe in light. Imagine that you're filling your body with light. And hold that at the top and then release slowly and allow any darkness to leave your body. And breathe in deeply. Again, breathing in light. Let light fill every crevice from the tip of your toes to the top of your head, your fingertips, to your shoulders, to your heart. And then exhale any discomfort that you may have in any part of your body. And for the third and final time, breathe in deeply. And as you breathe in, imagine light swirling around your heart, around that third eye, around the top of your head. I see light and exhale so that there's only light left in your being. And now just continue to breathe. Breathe naturally. Breathe naturally and notice the light and where it is dancing in your body. Just notice where there's light. And invite yourself to ask that light to expand into the places in your body where it's not so bright. Invite the light to fill your being with positivity. Allow the light to show you what's going on in your heart. Allow the light to reveal the great things that are happening and the challenging ones. And as you continue to breathe, invite the great things to grow and the challenging things to be released. Release does not mean that you won't have to deal with them, but release may mean that you get to put them on your board and look at them rather than hold them in your body. Allow yourself to release the challenges that you are facing right now and write them on the whiteboard that you are then going to examine when you finish this breathing exercise. Release and invite the light. Release and invite the light. promise yourself that as you go through this day and this week, whenever you're feeling that you're stepping into darkness, that you take those three cleansing breaths and invite the light and invite your being to release the darkness so that you can examine it and then let it go. please gently open your eyes. That was like a minute, so short. You can take a minute, you can take three minutes, five minutes to re-engage the light in your being. You become your first lifeline when you do that. You become the one that you go to for support when you engage the light. When you engage the light, you're engaging the spirit that's beyond you, that connects you to the divine. And it's not magic, it's engaging your power and then inviting yourself to do the work. Because as the quote says, let's go back to that quote, that wonderful quote from Fred Rogers. There is no normal life that is free of pain. It's the very wrestling with our problems that can be the impetus for our growth. So wrestle with your problems, folks. You can do it. Engage the light. Engage the light and wrestle. Allow whatever the problems are to float to the top so that you can look at them, take them out of your body, write them down and get the wrestling on and choose your lifeline carefully. When you choose a friend, make sure it's a friend who's the right friend for that problem. And it's the right one who can talk with you in a way that you will be able to hear. If it's a mental health professional, get one. If it's a financial professional, get one, whatever professional it is that you need in order to grapple with that problem, to wrestle with that problem. Get it. Why? Because you deserve it. Find the right lifeline if you need one. Engage the light, wrestle with your problems, and be free. Thank you for joining me today. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste.